0: You've probably heard how important it is to take probiotics, and trust me, you don't want to take just any. You want to take Omnibiotic Stress Release. It's a psychobiotic that is backed by science and is an award-winning physician-recommended brand here in the U.S., What is a psychobiotic, you might be asking? Psychobiotics are types of probiotic bacteria that have been shown to directly impact your mental health. And my family and I have seen a difference in ours since taking our daily omnibiotic stress release. These are targeted probiotics. They have a highly effective powder delivery mechanism. They have clinically tested health benefits, and they are vegan and hypoallergenic. Omnibiotic Stress Releases' unique powder delivery mechanism ensures that 83% of good bacteria reach the desired area of the gut compared to an average of 7% in top probiotic capsule brands. So I encourage you all to go to omnibioticlife.com. You will get 15% off of your order by using the promo code LisaDavis15 at checkout. Again, these are incredible probiotics. You want to have a healthy gut. You want to have less anxiety. You want to feel better. I highly encourage you again. So go to omnibioticlife.com. Use the promo code Lisa Davis 15 at checkout. You will be so glad you did. This is such an important thing you can do for your overall health. Starting on January 11th, Health Power will be posting every Tuesday instead of every Tuesday and Thursday. On Thursdays, starting on the 12th, you're going to get Dog Eared with Lisa Davis. Say, write books about dogs. I interview them. So if you're a dog lover, I hope you will check it out. Tell your friends, tell your family, also tell them about Health Power. So again, Health Power every Tuesday, Dog Eared with Lisa Davis every Thursday. Hope you'll tune in. According to Pew Research, more than one in 10 U.S. parents with children under the age of 18 are also caring for an aging adult. Well, this is very familiar. Uh, my daughter's a junior in high school and my father-in-law has needed some care. We did find an excellent place for him, but it was very stressful in the meantime. And we were doing a lot of caregiving, both me and my husband. And as the average life expectancy continues to increase and families wait longer to have children, demands on those caring for generations on either side of them only intensify. So we've got the fantastic Dr. Lakeland Eichenberger, who has dedicated her career to educating professionals, families, and communities on how to navigate the unique challenges older adults and family caregivers face. She is a seasoned public speaker and expert on aging issues, appearing on conference stages such as Aging in America and Meals on Wheels and Programming Society such as Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, and the Hallmark Channel's Home and Family Show. Dr. Lakeland Eichenberger, welcome to Health Power.
1: Thank you so much, Lisa. It is an honor to be here and excited to talk
0: more about this important topic. So, you know, it is really difficult. Uh, My mother passed away when she was in her 50s and I was in my 20s, and that was horrific. I mean, I would not, I would rather her be here. My dad and his wife live in Hawaii, and I live on the East Coast, so they're doing their own thing right now. My other-in-law passed away about 14 years ago, my father-in-law is now in a wonderful assisted living. We couldn't be happier, Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of time trying to convince him and then try and take care of him and then take care of our daughter and take care of the dogs and the house. And we both work and it's a lot so tell us what's going on with this the sandwich or the no no here's a question is the sandwich and the panini generation the same thing i got a little confused yeah. are we just extra smash when they're panini well that's exactly <laughs> it you know
1: lisa we see this sandwich generation that has been around for a while but because of everything that's happening in the world, you mentioned earlier, people are living longer. People are waiting to have kids until later in life. So these sandwich generations, they are feeling the pressure. They're feeling the heat, the smushed panini. Right. That's where that comes from. Um, they're really feeling the. But there are so many things that these uh, family caregivers are facing, you know, from, uh, you know, balancing it all. And a lot of people you know, caring for parents, caring for children also are working, so balancing their career. Also, you know, caregiving, while it has its wonderful moments, there are a lot of challenges that can take a physical toll, an emotional toll, a financial toll. And so um, they're really feeling the pressure from all sides. And so Homestead did some research recently on this generation and and just to understand the challenges. And then we created some resources because people really are feeling that panini pinch, that, that sandwich, that pressure coming from both sides, they're feeling the heat. And so um, we just hope that, you know, by understanding this generation a little more, providing them with resources, that we can help them navigate some of these challenges.
0: Well, let's jump into the study. What are some of the things that you found? And let's let's jump into those helpful resources because we all need those. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we found that
1: uh, amongst this Panini generation, a lot of them don't know where to turn to for help. Uh, it can feel so isolating, but what we know is Family caregivers, there are so many of us out there that are going through this, but um, people aren't necessarily talking about it. People aren't identifying as a caregiver, so it does feel very isolating. But we do find there's about 11 million Americans that fit this description of this sandwich generation, panini generation. And so when we did our survey, we asked them, you know, what are some of the things you're struggling with? Uh, in addition to not knowing where to get help, they often feel that struggle between being a good parent and being a good daughter or a good son. And so they feel a lot of guilt, a lot of emotions. I mean, there's, again, there's the highs and there's the lows. Uh, so a, lo- a wide range of emotions. Um, and then we also see them having those kind of t- uh various challenges, whether it be that mental health uh, or finances. We see a lot of people having to cut expenses or rearrange their budgets to accommodate caregiving. Um, Those that work, um, they're having to have difficult conversations with their employers. Some of them feel like they're kind of walking on thin ice when it comes to their their employment. Um, Maybe they're cutting back in their hours, passing up a promotion, uh, and some even exiting the workforce to take on full-time caregiving. So those are some of the things that we were finding in our study. And I could go into, you know, percentages and whatnot, uh, but those are kind of the overarching themes that we see there.
0: Yeah, it's really challenging. I have a friend, he took care of his parents for 10 years. Uh-huh. And then when he tried to go back in the workforce, people were like, well, you weren't working. He's like, are you kidding me? So I feel like caregivers get mm-hmm. short under the stick in so many ways. It's so much pressure. It's so stressful. I'm a big advocate for support groups. I think if you're a caregiver Mm, and you're sandwiched, join an online support group if you can't go in person. To have people who get you, right, is so Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah, and it helps people feel
1: less alone. And that is one of the tips. Uh, So at Home Instead, our our website where you can find all of our fantastic resources is homeinstead.com slash slash sandwich gen, G-E-N Sandwich generation. Um, and one of uh, the articles on there is, you know, five ways to survive. And one of those great tips is joining a support group. It is, uh, I, I've led support groups, and I just see firsthand the impact uh, that they have in just knowing, oh, my goodness, somebody else gets it. They know what I'm going through. So it can be really, really powerful.
0: What are those other four?
1: So one is ask for help, which I know we talked about, you know, in the survey results, people don't feel like they can ask for help. But, you know, so often there are those in your life that want to help, but sometimes caregivers are like, oh, it's easier if I do it myself or I don't want to burden someone. And so often I give family members some tips, you know, always have maybe on your cell phone in your notes section or in the back of your mind, three to five things someone could do for you if they offer to help. And it could be things to help you directly uh, as the caregiver. It could be something to help your older loved one that you're caring for, or it could be something to help you with the kids that you're caring for. So maybe, it's, hey, could we start carpooling to soccer practice? That would really help me out in juggling everything. Or maybe it's, you know, next time you go to the grocery store, dear friend or neighbor, will you just text me and ask me if I need anything? Or maybe it's, Would you feel comfortable staying with my loved one while I go to my own doctor's appointment or get my hair done or go to my kid's soccer game? So it could be a variety of things. And even if it takes, you know, 15 minutes uh, kind of off of your plate, if you found four opportunities to get 15 minute chunks off your plate, you'd have a whole hour back in your day. So um, sometimes people think it has to be a grand gesture. No, it can be help with the little things. Uh, And of course, Also, when it comes to help, one of the tips is uh, find respite. And respite can take many forms. It's time away from caregiving. It could be those friends and family members. It could also be a professional organization like Home Instead, the organization I work for, uh, where we provide professionals that come into the home and care for older loved ones. So that is another tip. Um, And then one is also to sync up with your employer and your friends and family. Um, If you feel comfortable, you know, share what's going on. I think one of the beautiful things that came out of the pandemic, there were a lot of, of course, sad and and trying times, but employers are often more flexible now than they were pre-pandemic when it comes to uh, working from home or modifying your work hours. Maybe it's easier for you uh, to come in at 10 a.m. after you get your mom or dad up going for the day, you get your kids up and going for the day. And then you can, uh, maybe you have to leave at five, but then you can pick up a few hours after the kids go to bed after you get mom and dad settled. So we kind of live in a different work environment. Uh, right. And for caregivers, that can be a really good thing. So, so those are some of the tips that you can find on our website, um, amongst, you know, many others. But that's, that's a good place to start.
0: Yeah, I think it's so helpful. When my friend I mentioned who was taking care of his parents, he had to manage all the comings and goings. And I don't know what company he used. This was a long time ago. But it did help to have people coming into the home to help out, right? Because I think sometimes caregivers feel like, well, I'm the only one who can make the food right, or mom's going to complain. Or I'm the only mm-hmm. one who can do this right, or dad's going to complain. It's like, you know what? Maybe they'll complain a little. But you have to take care of yourself, right? Because if exactly. you get that controlling attitude that I'm the only one that can do this right, mm-hmm. you're going to be screwed. Pardon yes. me, because you're gonna burn no, out. True. Right. Very yes, oh, <laughs> Burnout is
1: so real. Um and, mm-hmm. and and no one's going to be able to take care of your loved one as well as you do. But sometimes we just have to kind of let it go. You know, if somebody's willing to load the dishwasher and it's not exactly how you want it to be loaded, at least it's getting done. Uh, and the same kind of goes with some of those caregiving tasks. Uh right. and, and having somebody else come in and take those little things off your plate um, can be helpful. And Often we find that the older adult that loved one of yours that's getting that care, it's fun to have a new person in the house, someone new to listen to their stories that you've heard a million times. Hearing <laughs> it for so fresh funny you say that. Yes. And so, you know, it can be nice to have uh, that that companionship with that care provider. Yeah, they're there to do a task, but at home and we always talk about it's about the relationship too, and so so often we find that the caregiver gets great support out of it. Uh, the client, which is the older per, older person we're caring for, gets great support out of it. So uh, it's really can be a win-win-win situation. Uh, and for those that feel like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, afford home care, or um, I don't know if it's right for me, also volunteers like at your faith community, um, some area agencies on aging they have uh, programs for volunteers or uh, for those that maybe have income restrictions. So uh, there are options and resources out there. And that's one of the reasons it's important to kind of identify yourself as a caregiver. Sometimes people don't want to admit. I had a good friend whose father had cancer and she was a caregiver and she said to me, I don't wanna be a caregiver. And I said, well, I'm sorry to tell you, you are. and And if you can embrace it, there's a whole community of caregivers out there, there's a whole host of resources out there uh, that, that will open the door to you if you're just kind of willing to accept it and uh, to take part in some of those communities. And I've heard um, caregivers say, you know, I never wish this upon myself or on anyone else, but the people that I've met going through this journey um, are some people that are now lifelong friends, and I've grown a lot as, as a person. So uh, while we've been talking yes. about some of the challenges, there are some kind of beautiful, uh, you know, aspects to caregiving as well.
0: Yeah, and I want to go back too because we're talking about the sandwich generation. So let them, if you don't want them helping out the caregiving with your elderly parent or relative or friend, then have them help with the kids. Yes. Exactly. Pick them up from school. Help them with their homework, right? Like, because mm-hmm. there's so, you can only do, have them walk the dogs. Like, there's only exactly. so much you can do.
1: Yes. Well, and I think too, what's kind of, uh, I'm a big proponent of intergenerational interactions too. So Me too. if you are that sandwich generation, involve your kids in the caregiving. And, you know, when we say caregiving, the tasks can vary widely, but help them or ask them to help prepare a snack for grandma or uh, engage in an activity, listen to music with them. Um, Really, I think, um, lean into those opportunities for your children to create those meaningful memories. And when you see those intergenerational interactions, you know, the older adult usually is just you know a giant smile on their face just they, they love to interact with the younger kids um, and so or even the teenagers or the 20-somethings uh, so there's a lot of value in those intergenerational relationships so you can kind of use that to your benefit uh, and really again embrace that
0: oh that's true now is home instead that's a great name by the way is that all over the u.s Yes, we are actually uh, in
1: all 50 states and in Canada. And then we are in 11 other countries as well. So
0: oh my, now yeah, we have
1: a, a very wide footprint. At our website, you can do a, a zip code search and find the nearest location by you or your loved one.
0: Oh, that is awesome. Now, do you have, uh, are there, is there different levels of training? Like, do you have physical therapists work for you and come in? Or is that something or is it more? you know, day-to-day tasks of daily living type of care? Yes.
1: So our we call them care professionals, care pros for short, because they do receive training from our organization. So we're not home health. A, home oh, health, that's okay, yeah, physical therapists, occupational therapists, nurses,, uh, but we can help with those activities of daily living. We often partner with home health because they come in to do those medical tasks and then we can kind of fill in those everyday uh, activities like bathing, grooming, meal preparation, medication reminders. Uh, and then for those that have cognitive impairment, memory loss, dementia, Alzheimer's, Our caregivers are trained in Alzheimer's and dementia care to provide kind of that memory support at home if you will. Um, So yes, they do go through some professional training that equips them for the job that they're doing and we just have fantastic wonderful care professionals that are really caring um, and and want to you know improve the quality of life that they're those that they're working with.
0: Now what got you interested in gerontology? Oh gosh, that's a good question. How much time do we have?
1: As much as you'd like. (laughs) Well, um, I've always had a very caring nature. Um, I've always wanted to do something that helps others. Uh, And so I grew up um, in a family that had that mentality. We always help others. Uh, Grew up in a family that really embraced senior care. Uh, My parents actually found in home instead 30 years ago. So I naturally came into this uh, through kind of my family. But my senior year of my undergraduate degree I took an intro to gerontology class you would have thought that growing up in this industry i would have thought to take that sooner but i'm glad that we found each other because i discovered a true passion for studying aging in the life course Uh, and so that went on to be a master's in gerontology and then a phd now Uh, and so i just i'm so fascinated by the aging process and uh, I think older people have so much to give society. They've given so much to us in our communities and um, to to our world. And and so what an honor now to be able to help support them in their last phases of life. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how I got interested in it, how I got involved. And now I've been uh, officially employed by the organization for the last 10 years and started in one of the franchise offices and, you know, did that client care service and helped train our professional caregivers uh, and now work at our global headquarters um, to really kind of support nationally family caregivers with resources and education. And I just love what I get to do. And I get to talk to wonderful people like you, Lisa, about things like this. Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun, right? I mean, just to have that passion for what you want to do is huge. And I can see it. I mean, it just, it comes through in your love and your care. And that's wonderful. Was there anything you wanted to add today? Well, I think that if we if we could
1: have one take-home point, it would be as a caregiver, don't be afraid to ask for help. I know we've kind of talked about that already, but, uh, and then also to remember to take care of yourself while you're caring for others because often caregivers, they put themselves on the back burner. And, you know, in really sad situations, we see the caregiver themselves developing health issues and in very, very sad situations, occasionally passing away before the person that they're caring for. And I don't want to see that for anyone. And so whether it's just taking five minutes a day to meditate or making sure you're getting out for a walk, for some exercise, or just trying to eat one or two more helpings of fruits and veggies. Do those little things for yourself because your caregiving journey will end eventually, it's sad to say, um, but you will still have a life after that. And so you wanna make sure that uh, you're not neglecting your own health and well-being, whether that be mentally, financially, emotionally. So to a point where, you know, When your caregiving journey ends, that you're kind of at a loss. So uh, that's always, I guess, something important to keep in mind. Uh, But in the meantime, there's a whole host of supports and resources out there. And so I really hope that people uh, will visit our website, slash sandwichgen, to get some of
0: those great resources we've
1: talked about today.
0: Great. You know, I thought of one more question. Yeah. For people listening, if they're like, oh my gosh, I'm really drawn to this type of work, or I can see my kid doing this type of work, or my friend, What do you look for in people? I I obviously think caring, empathy, but do they have to have a level of education or how does it work? Well,
1: we we do, I think in most states, you have to be 19 or older. So um, I know there's a lot of caring college students, but uh, you do have to, there's an age requirement. Uh, But beyond that, we really can equip people to do the job. So if you have a caring heart, a love to serve uh, others, um, an interest in aging, we do have a lot of college students who are going into maybe a helping profession, social work, uh, pre-med. This is a great way to get hands-on experience. We also have wonderful retirees who retire and say, I wanna do something still to give back. But maybe something a little bit different Uh, and then everywhere in between stay-at-home moms teachers in the summer Um, so we're really looking for those again that have the heart to serve and then we can equip you with all that you need to do the day-to-day tasks Um, because again we really value that relationship uh, and forming that relationship with the older adults so uh, yeah we would encourage you also to to uh, visit our website to to look for jobs because we we are hiring Oh, good. Well, give us a website again. So it's homestead.com is our general website. But if you add slash sandwich generation, so homestead.com slash sandwich gen, you can find all of those great resources.
0: I really enjoyed having you on the show. And I love your name, Lakeland.
1: Is there a story Thank behind you. that? Because that's beautiful. You know, my parents made it up. Thank you. I you know, when I was younger, I wanted, you know, a, a more uh, simple name, if you will, or classic name. Uh, but now as I get older, I really appreciate the uniqueness but they just yeah, they combined the word lake. Um, they had met someone with that name and my mom's middle name is Lynn uh, and Caitlin was really popular at the time so they just kind of put it together and and that's where my name came from and I just yeah I, I love my name and and proud to be to be Lakeland.
0: Oh, I think it's great. All right. Dr. Lakeland Eichenberger, thank you so much. You're always welcome here on Health Power. Thank you so, so much. Helpful.
1: Appreciate your time. And uh, to everyone listening, uh, thank you and have a wonderful day.